Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Nadine, and Nadine is another member of the paranormal investigation group Haunted Down Under. Nadine, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Kate. No, it's very exciting to have you girls on because you guys, are you do something that's so unique and... I always say this, whenever you girls are on, I always say, we never get a lot of ghost stories. But ever since you have started to come on the podcast, I've been getting so many people reaching out. So it's been absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And it just shows that when people hear these stories, they're a little bit more willing to share them. So it's it's kind of a blessing having you guys on. And it's been fantastic for, I guess, the Australian paranormal community as a whole, because we're getting more stories out there, more encounters, and this all helps people. That's right. And I mean, I think everyone's had some sort of experience that they can't explain, whether you say paranormal or not. Um, I think you can go down that path. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just on that, Nadine, how did you get started in the the paranormal field? Well, I was always interested in the paranormal as a young child. I grew up watching all the TV shows, but it wasn't until uh, my early 20s when I met Caitlin and she mentioned just in passing that she does ghost hunting with an actual group. So I joined with them one day and ever since then I've gone into it as in getting all the equipment, doing a lot of studies um, and then from there I joined multiple groups and to where I am now in Haunted Down Under it's just been a fantastic journey but that's basically in a nutshell how I ended up in the paranormal field. So how do you get started in this because it's it's so odd to me that there's just groups of people who kind of catch up together and go out ghost hunting because that's amazing. Yeah well I mean it's pretty basic to start you just get a group of friends um, you do some research as to some local haunted places on the internet 
and go out there. If you have some basic equipment to get you started, it's always a good way to go. Even just as simple as an audio recorder is a good way to get started. And that's the best way to see if you can capture any paranormal activity at these locations. Yeah, right. So you don't really need a, a huge amount of gear to get started in this. No, you really don't. And most of it is it's great to have and it's fun to play with. But realistically, you only need the basics, a flashlight and a recorder, maybe a video camera just to see if anyone's talking at the time or to debunk things. But you really don't need much to get started. Yeah, right. And was there anything that kind of got you hooked on it? Because you said you were kind of always fascinated with this when you were younger. But was there was there a certain turning point where you're like, yep, I'm going to go hunt ghosts? I don't know what my turning point was because I've always been fascinated with death. Um, I don't know if that stems from having a near-death experience myself, um, but for me, there was no turning point to say I wanted to hunt ghosts. I just, as soon as Caitlin gave me the opportunity, I was like, I'm, I'm there. I want to go check this out. And I think it's also the thrill of capturing evidence on um, a digital device, being a camera or recorder, whatever it might be. It's, there's something about that that is very addictive that you just want to keep trying to find out what's out there to get answers to your own questions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's half the thrill of it, isn't it? Is walking away with something that is basically tangible evidence that something paranormal is happening there. That's right. It's basically something that can validate any experience that you've had on an investigation. It's really rewarding to have that concrete proof for yourself, whether you can prove it to someone else or not. Uh, When you go out on an investigation, you experience something and you have something to back it up. It's fantastic. Yeah, most definitely. And have you had any experiences that have really stood out for you over the years? I've had plenty. Um, I mean, the different types of experiences for me is experiences that you can't really justify with evidence. And then you have experiences where you can actually prove to that, hey, this is what's happened. And then here's the proof of it. Um, I mean, there's been times where Haley, who's our psychic, she will respond to someone uh, and we don't hear anything, but when we play it back on our devices, we can hear the response. So she's actually heard it in real time. That's incredible to actually see that in person. Um, but from a personal perspective, uh, I can tell you one story that I can't explain. It's just the creepiest thing I've ever experienced. Uh, it was an investigation we did with an old group of mine um, in Mount Cooper, I believe it was. And walking down this track, and for some reason, I've got my flashlight in front of me, and what it looked like was this giant black dog, but I couldn't see it as an animal. It was just what it looked like, and the way it moved, and it came running towards me, and a split second, as soon as it came near me, it just disappeared. And I like jumped and gasped. I was like, what was that? Um, but what validated that for me is the same thing happened to another team member a minute or so later, and then a few years later, the same thing happened to Caitlin and Haley. So that was probably one of my most memorable experiences. Yeah, because I, I think it was Haley I spoke to about this, and um, we were we were talking about it. And I don't know how knowledgeable you are about, I guess, paranormal crypts that aren't say hauntings or anything like that. But have you ever heard of a creature called the Dogman? I've heard of Dogman, um, but I think with a lot of the specific names that people give entities, like there's another one with the Hat Man and Slender Man. I think it is also very much perception as well. Um, and what I mean by that is we'll have, we've, I've done cases before where someone will see a shadow, but on a camera it's an orb. So I think people see things in a different way to what 
someone else might perceive it. So whether or not it is dog, the dog man or whatever you want to call it, um, I think it's all down to perception personally. But I have heard of the name before. Yeah, and I agree with you on that because one of the things that I've I've learned since talking to you girls is that everyone kind of has their own set of, I guess, abilities or, I guess, uh, a skill set that they bring to the team. And some of them have a little bit more of a, a fine-tuned sense in the that they can kind of pick up pick up on the vibes of I guess what the spirits or or whatever you or the entities whatever you might call them are doing so um I think it might have been Caitlin said that she was a little bit more of a um I guess a not 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 a clairvoyant but maybe a psychic so she's picking up what they're saying a little bit more maybe than other people and and I might be getting that confused with the other members of the team but I found it interesting that there was a couple of girls on the on the squad who would hear things or maybe see things that others wouldn't. Yes. Yeah, so um, Haley is our psychic. We've got Celine, who's also quite sensitive that it can he- uh, feel and sense things. But I know Caitlin is also a little bit sensitive as well. I actually used to call her the magnet um, until we met Haley. So Haley's our magnet, someone that just draws paranormal activity. So when they're with us, we know that for some reason we get activity because it's drawn to them. Some people just have this magnetism about them, um, which I don't know if it's particularly related to psychics or people that have that sensitivity, but it's amazing to see how some people like myself who don't have anything like that, and you've got other people that can experience it. I'm kind of jealous, actually. I wish I had that ability. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it has something to do with a person's aura or something like that? Something that just, something about their energy. That just brings yeah, in that. I think it is to do with their energy. I think it's a way of communication with their energy to the other side that makes it so easy for that energy to flow. So I think it could be ours. You could be right with that. Yeah, because something I we recently had Caitlin on the show, and she said that she's actually felt physically drained from, I guess, letting these spirits or entities take energy from her, and she's she's almost collapsed. Like she had to sit down and just take a minute to recover. Yes. Um, there's a name for that actually. It's called a paranormal hangover. Oh, really? So when yeah, so when you go out on investigations and you go on an investigation where it's particularly, I don't know what the word is, but insane or crazy, where there's just a lot happening, a lot of activity, we find that the next day, it's even sometimes on the night, but generally it's the next day you feel like you've just been out drinking. <laughs> you just feel, oh, I just feel so tired. I just want to go to sleep. It's just you feel drained. Um, so, yes, it could be something feeding on your energy or just the energy that you're putting into it. But there is such a word as the paranormal hangover. Wow, there you go. You learn something new every day. And I presume <laughs> that a couple of power aids doesn't fix this issue. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I kind of I kind of sidetracked your um your story about the 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 scariest encounter that you've had and you We'll go back to that. You said that you saw this um, this kind of dog entity running up to you. Yes. I wouldn't say it's particularly a dog, but the way that I describe the movement is like a dog. It was like this giant black mass. It wasn't human shape, but it sort of like crawled along the ground, but it was about shoulder height. Um, but it was just the way that it moved. It was just creepy, and I can't explain it. And I really wish I had that on camera, but I don't. Um, but that was my most memorable and scariest experience other than being alone on an investigation that would take um take the cake for me yeah right do you want to maybe tell me a little bit about the investigations that you do on your own because i know you girls get up to these crazy ideas where you give each other kind of tasks 
on the night where you have to go into these rooms on your own and do something incredible. I don't know why we do this to ourselves. I don't know honestly. why you do it either. <laughs> we think it's a great idea at the time. When we talk about it, like, yep, yeah, we're brave, we're going to do it, it's going to be great. And then when we're in the moment, we're like, why did we sign up for this? <laughs> um, so I remember we did one recently at the Royal Bull's Head Inn in Toowoomba. And I've decided to go first. I thought, oh, yeah, no, I'm brave. I can do this. Um, and I've gone up the stairs. I think the worst part was because there was stairs, very narrow staircase, very narrow attic. And you get up there. And mind you, it's completely dark. The only light we have is the night vision cameras that we're holding. And walking down, we're going to try and make it to the end room. And it was just awful. <laughs> I haven't sworn so much in my life. If you see the video, it's a beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I went first because I freaked out everybody else after that. Yeah, no, I uh, I think I would be the same in those scenarios. And I, to be honest, I probably wouldn't even do it. I would just say, look, you go do it. I'm, I'm just going to say here, I'll say with the film guys. <laughs> well, it's easier said than done. But when all of us are like, yep, yep, we're doing, we're doing it. You don't want to be the only one not doing it. So I think a few of us are like, oh, okay. Let's do it. See how far we get. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like a little bit of friendly peer pressure to get some good content. Exactly. But also, um, we found in the past, even with other groups just sort of experimenting, that you tend to get better results in terms of activity when you're on your own. It's sort of like when you're vulnerable, it's like talking one-on-one. Whereas if you think... I was speaking to someone who's passed. It's a bit confronting if they're trying to talk to a group of people. But if you're on your own in a dark room, you're more likely to get communication. Hence why it's so freaky, scary, and eerie when you're in that position. But you are more likely to get um, the experience that you're after. Yeah, right. That's that's quite interesting because when you when you hear about that, well, a theory is that these spirits feed off energy of people. So you would maybe think that more people in there, maybe they're supplying them more energy. That is true. Um, I do believe that is definitely the case. But I also do believe that it is easier to communicate with someone in terms of um, just getting a better response. If you think about it, if you think of just a spirit, a person without a body, it's intimidating just suddenly going up to a group of people just talking to them. Whereas if you were to approach one person, it's a bit easier. So I agree with you. So both sides of the coin makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely, because it's kind of like I can focus so much more on this source of energy rather than maybe trying to spread myself a little bit thin. Yes, exactly. And it's it's, it's almost kind of weird to try to put yourself in the mindset of a ghost as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So in saying that, um, before we actually start a recording, you told me that you're the sceptic of the group. I like to think I am. <laughs> Because you've got all these other girls on the on the on the team who have these these fantastic abilities, and a little birdie told me that you're the. Uh- Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're the tech head of the group. So you're the one who has all the fun toys, you're the one who 
kind of figures all the all the gear out and kind of debunks things and and things like that. Yes, I'm told I have a problem every every couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, what can I buy now? What new gadgets on the market? So yes, I do like all my gadgets, all the equipment. Um, but like I said, you can really get into this with the basics. But it is nice and fun to try experiments with different um, ITC equipment, which is instrumental transcommunication. It's basically experimental communication to try get responses from the other side. So I love all of that stuff. Um, but yes, I am also the skeptical one. So normally if someone shows me a photo, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably the stuff. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's always good to have someone like that on the team because if everyone is kind of going in with blinders on saying there's there's so many ghosts in here, it's the spookiest place in the world, you you can kind of look like a bit of a uh, – you might look like a bit silly is what I'm trying to say. If, well, that's if, right. Well, that's right. And at the end of the day, you'd be surprised how many paranormal type of occurrences can be experienced blamed rationally. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially in old places that you, uh, that I'm presuming that you guys go in and um, do your do your live broadcast from that, you know, they could be hundreds of years old or 50 years old and they've just been left to, to kind of waste away and things creak, doors open, there's pressure in houses that opens doors and things like that. That's right. The vacuum effect is quite common. It happens all the time. We, we used to be part of a group that did private investigations, so we'd be called out to help people. And even though I think some people want there to be a ghost in their house, but you see the relief on their faces when you say, actually, it's completely explainable. And they're like, oh, whew, my house isn't haunted. But you'd be surprised how easy it is to debunk the common claims like noises and creaks and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, since I started this podcast, my wife has sworn that she's started to hear things around the house. And she goes, you need to stop doing that podcast because you're bringing in you're bringing in spooky things into the house. And I and I just kind of laugh because we had all these noises before I started doing this podcast. So I'm going to play. She's probably just thinking about it all the time now. So she's thinking, oh, what's that sound? Because you pay more attention to it when you fear that there's something there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to play her back this episode and I'll say, look, this is a this is a ghost hunting professional. And they said it's just the noises of the house. <laughs> yes, it most likely is. I, I, put, I put money on it. It most likely is. Because there's no way to prove it any other way, really, to be honest. So if there were noises there before, it's going to be the same thing happening now. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you said you go in and you actually investigated people's houses. Was there anything that you ever found that was kind of almost concrete evidence? Uh, I was going to say concrete evidence, but I can tell you about a case that just I, – I, I have never done a case like it in my life. Um, I just remember – walking into this house and it was a small group of us that night and I was setting up and suddenly we just hear this violent scratching, almost like a dog scratching on wooden floors downstairs. And I looked at the owner and I said, give it dog. And she was like, nope, this is what we have to deal with all the time. And I've run downstairs with my audio recorder and I've quickly done an EVP session, which is just asking some questions to see if we can get some responses. Um, but we don't listen to them back at the time. We, we do that with Haunted Down Under, but with that group, we didn't have time to. We just do the recordings and then we go back and listen later. And we actually had on the recording um, a voice telling me I'm a coward and it'll get me and all sorts of things like that. And I just remember feeling so violently ill in that house that every time I walked out the house, I was okay. And when I came back into the house, I was just really not feeling it. 
probably one of the only times I could say that I actually felt physically ill from an investigation. Um, but that's, yeah, that, that was an interesting case that we did. Yeah, right. So do you think that's an effect from the spirit or do you think that's more so on the um, on your side of things of you trying to cope with what was actually happening in that house after you realised something was actually in there? I'm going to say it was most likely something at the house affecting me because I'll be honest, I've done many, many cases and nothing has ever transpired like that in the past or even now today. That was hands down one of the places that just affected me personally and I don't know why. And have you ever felt in danger while on an investigation? Have you ever been, say, physically bumped or attacked or anything like that? Because I know a couple of the other girls have been. To be honest, the only thing I fear on investigations is actually other people especially if we're in a public place in the middle of night. Um, but in terms of paranormal, no, I've never felt – we've had threats. We've definitely had threats and whatnot, but I've never gone home thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to take that seriously. I've never lost sleep over it. But I'm more concerned about people, living people. Is that a piece of advice that you would have for people who are looking to get into the paranormal? Because there's so much, I guess, negativity around it in the sense that – if you go looking for ghosts, you're going to you're going to win to invite some really negative things into your life. But is that the experience that you've had? I think it all depends on your mindset. If you think what I believe, what you put out is what you get coming back in terms of energy. If you believe you're going to go out, and you're going to go ghost hunting, and you're going to bring something back, your paranoia is going to play on you, and you're going to hear every sound, everything, and you're going to think something's come back, whether it has or not. It's going to play in your mind. If you go in with the mindset as a skeptic, there's nothing here until you get solid proof, et cetera, et cetera, you've got more chance of coming home at the end of the night and being, okay, that's great. I can go do that again. I'm not paranoid. I don't feel like anything's followed me. Um, I know some people are more attached to that sort of thing where they will more likely be a target for attachment, but I do believe that's all based down to your energy and how you perceive the whole experience. So if you go in with a certain mindset, I believe you'll come out with that mindset, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely does. And that's one of the things that I, I'm a big believer of having a positive mindset about basically anything that you approach. And it's only I'm I'm a big believer of positive energy, positive mindset. And if you have a you know, a negative mindset, that's only going to bring negative energy. I agree. A hundred percent agree. So I believe if you believe that you're gonna have an attachment by going out on a ghost hunt you're going to create that reality when you come home. <laughs> and has there ever been an investigation where you wish you just didn't do it? It was just maybe just a next next level kind of spooky for you? No, honestly, I, I think what happens is you keep chasing the more extreme. So you get so used to, you become desensitized to the same type of investigation that you keep chasing the more crazy ones. I don't think you ever... Um, I don't th- yeah, I, I don't know how to answer that, but I don't think there's been anything that I've like, no, nah, I don't want to do that ever again. I've always said, oh, I wouldn't want to go back to that place. It's kind of like a bit of a drive to go, we're going to find something here, isn't it? It is a, it's a thrill. That's how I would describe it. It's an absolute thrill when you capture something, especially for me on like a technical device, that you're like, oh, that's amazing. It's an absolute thrill trying to capture that again and again and again at different places. And is that what you take as a win away from an investigation? Because this is actually a question that I haven't asked the other girls because um, 
to be honest, I haven't really thought of it. So what what's a win for you when you walk away from an investigation? Is it capturing something on tape? Is it kind of solidifying in your mind? Yep, that's absolutely real. And I believe it. I don't care if no one else does, but I saw it or I engaged with something. I know that's real. Well, what I can tell you is uh, a paranormal investigator's dream and the absolute holy grail of investigating is capturing something visually on a camera. For me, it'll be video first, then photos, then audio. But the holy grail is capturing something visually. So my goal is to capture evidence. But if I can capture something that's visual, then I've walked away from the night just absolutely ecstatic. I've achieved what I wanted to get. It's very, very rare. So it doesn't happen often, but we have caught visual um, anomalies in the past. And it's very exciting when we actually go back and review it. And what's the, are you able to tell us any of the things that you have caught on there where you've just gone, yep, that's it. We've got it. Yes. So uh, we did an investigation. Oh, I wasn't there. um, But. I did all the evidence review at Beechworth and we had a couple of visual anomalies there where you see shadow figures actually moving across the camera when no one was in the corridor. That sort of thing is absolutely incredible to capture. Um, When it comes to photos of orbs and that sort of thing, it's very easy to debunk, but an actual black mass or a shadow when no one's there is harder to debunk. So it's even more exciting when you capture something like that. It's hard to actually think about all the evidence that we've caught, because we've been doing this for so many years. I've got a collection on my hard drive of everything that we've captured, but specific um, items is just hard to think of on the spot. But that's the one that comes to mind because that was one that I reviewed a couple of weeks ago. So I thought, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. And I mean, you guys would have seen so many amazing things throughout all the different investigations that you've done. It um, it actually makes me quite envious. I mean, I'll be probably far too scared to take part in any part of it, but it still makes me a little bit jealous of the um, the things that you guys have seen and the things that you have captured. Honestly, it is, it's really exciting. And if you've ever wanted to do it, I highly encourage you to do it. There's groups now that actually do investigation tours for people so if you don't have a group to go out with or you don't have friends that are interested you can actually go along on a group and do an investigation as an investigator with a tour group if that makes sense so if you're too scared to do it on your own i recommend trying something like that but um it is definitely worth it the thrill of it is amazing yeah no i can i can absolutely so I think you should do it yeah. <laughs> well look maybe next time i'm down in brisbane i should hit you guys up and maybe come out for a uh Oh, God, do I even want to commit to this, to maybe an investigation? I think you've already committed to it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. As soon as I started that sentence, I was like, shut up, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) We would be happy to take you out. Yeah. um, And uh, see if you can have an experience similar to the ones that we've explained to you. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So, Nadine, just before we we wrap up tonight, I'm going to ask you a really loaded question. And there's, there's nothing right or wrong when you, for the, for the answer, because no one really knows. But what do you think a ghost is? A ghost is energy. So I believe we are all made of energy and a ghost is simply energy. It needs energy to manifest itself and energy cannot be destroyed, but it can be changed and recreated. So that is what I believe a ghost is. It is simply energy. And do you have any advice for anyone who might be experiencing a haunting or if they're planning on going on their very own paranormal investigation, if they do run into something, is there any advice that you might be able to give them? 
So I'll separate that into two parts. So if you are thinking that you have a ghost in your house, um, and I see this a lot posted on Facebook, and people immediately say, sage your house, sage your house. No, please don't sage your house. Sage is for cooking, not for ghosts. What you need to do is contact a paranormal group. We, People like us, we, we've got the equipment. We're willing to come out um, and actually investigate your house and see what's there. Now, Haunted Down Under doesn't do any of that, but there's plenty of groups that do. Um, and there's plenty of advice that you can get on Facebook and groups and web pages on what to do. But what you see on TV isn't exactly what you're meant to do. And the second part of your question was um, if you're going out ghost hunting, is that correct? Yeah, and, and, and if they run into a ghost or something like that. Yeah, so my advice is that be sceptical on absolutely everything. There's a chance that what you've experienced can be explained logically. So don't freak out, don't panic, just try think about it logically um, and just enjoy yourself and be safe. That's probably the main thing. If you're going to go out on a ghost hunt, be safe. Um, there's always people around and you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Just be safe um, and have a friend with you. Don't go on your own. And if you feel like you've got yourself in, in, in over your head, then ask for help. Contact some local pages, some local groups, and they can point you in the right direction. That's fantastic advice, Nadine. Thank you for that. That's all right. <laughs> and um, I want to thank you for coming on the show because uh, it's been fantastic having you on. You've been an excellent guest. You've been very knowledgeable, and you've actually supplied some fantastic advice for the listeners. Oh, thank you, and thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 